No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. We are live. Welcome, everybody. My name is Michael Ellickson. I am with Club Wealth. I'm one of the coaches here. I have with me, of course, uh, are my co-host, the beautiful, the amazing, the wonderful, stupendous Cherie, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Benjamin, who is also a uh, Club Wealth coach. And uh, I've also got with us our guest. And by the way, for those of you that don't know, I got to tell you Cherie's story real quick. Just a very quick, short little version of it. But Cherie, when she and I met, her best year ever as a real estate agent, she crushed it in the mortgage industry, but as a real estate agent, her best year ever to that point was 35 transactions. This last year, in her, in her officially her second full year as a Club Wealth coaching client, Cherie did over, was it, it was 250 transactions? No, it was 450 transactions last year. And this year you're on track to do, is it 600? Tell me the numbers, because I always screw it up. Just tell me what the real numbers are. I'll tell you guys this. Michael will, uh, which I love, he keeps his boot on everyone's neck, you know, (laughs) all the time. But yeah, so we did go from 35 to, you're you're missing a a year in there. Well, there was a year, and then what was your first year? 50 to 428, and now, I mean, we're just in full-on crush it mode. I I don't even think I've really paid too much attention, because I'm just, like, on go. I don't know, something about 2019, man. I I'm loving 2019. I am too, man. I think it's going to be a good year. I'm stoked. I can't wait to see where you guys end up. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be bummed if within two years, you're not at uh, a thousand transactions a year. And frankly, I'll be very uh, surprised. I, 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 think, I think I might be a little bummed because there's one thing I will say is that Brandon Landro is not beating me. So. Dude, I'm with you there. <laughs> Do not let that guy beat you there. If he beats no. you there, oh my Heck gosh. No. You cannot let him beat you there. So I'm 100% there with you. And Aubrey, if you do me a favor, if you could jump on and uh, jump into my account and start a watch party there, that'd be awesome. So anyway, that being said, hey, look at that. We got Coach Shauna Frazier. We got Sandy Stites on here. And by the way, Sandy Stites, congratulations on your 250 transactions last year. Very exciting. Uh, and so Mickey Ramey is with us today. Mickey is in South Carolina. We're talking true Southern Bell. This girl knows how to crush it. I'm excited because she also doesn't, not only does she know how to crush it, but more importantly, and as you guys know, our core value, the number one value by which we measure all things we do at Club Wealth is that no success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. So it's always very nice when we can find agents that are out there really crushing it both at home and at work. So that being said, Mickey has found the secret to balance in her life through leverage and setting boundaries. And we're going to be talking with her about that today. So Mickey, first of all, welcome to Club Wealth. Tell us who you are and where you're from. All right, Michael and Sheree, thank y'all so much for having me. You'll have to say y'all to me though while we're- oh, I'll say y'all, no problem. <laughs> all right. But I am in Charleston, South Carolina, and I've been in real estate for about 11 years now. I have a team and I have a team in the workplace and I have a team at home. I have four kids 
two boys, two girls, a real estate team of 16 agents, and we love to sell homes here in Charleston. I love that. You know what? I always tell Michael, you know, well, let me say this. Michael does tell me this a lot. He's like, I don't know how you moms juggle all this. I've got five boys. And he's like, I don't know how you guys do all this and get all this stuff done. It's like, hey, we're on go, baby. You know, God made us unique women. For I'm not going to lie, though. Here's the deal. Like, I'm able to juggle, like, eating and watching TV at the same time. Like, that works for me. Like, I can accomplish that. Beyond that, there's not a lot of juggling going on in my world, man. It's like, if it's not in my schedule, it's not happening. That's right. I tell people, Sheree, I'm either in fifth gear or I'm asleep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dude, how true, true is that though? So let me ask you this. So first of all, uh, just uh, let me, I want to remind everybody, our sponsor for today's show is Wise Hire. Shout out to Wise Hire. We appreciate them sponsoring our shows. Wise Hire! I know, freaking love those guys, right? Uh, and if you guys aren't already using them, we recommend them. Go to clubwealth.com forward slash wise hire. And uh, Aubrey, if you could type that into the chat, that would be great. Uh, but it's clubwealth.com forward slash wise hire. We get a discount for everybody with those guys. Uh, and they do a great job for us on recruiting both agents and administrative team members. Now, that being said, Mickey, what I want to know from you is, how long have you been in the business and have you always had good life work-life balance or have you struggled and had to find ways to accomplish that? Um, I have not always had good work-life balance, especially when I was an individual agent. I think that is the time and a lot of agents that have gone from individual to teams can totally attest to this, that you, once you go team, you won't go back. Just, it's very hard to do everything really well. So if you have a team, everybody can do what they do well, very well. So that's kind of how we organize it. Well, and it's interesting to hear you say that because you know I, I want people to realize that it's not just, the, the benefits are not just for the team leader, right? The benefits right. are for everybody on the team. I mean, if I'm a buyer agent on a team, that's as good and sometimes, frankly, even better than being the team leader because I don't have the headaches and the, and the potential losses and all that stuff. And yet I get to leverage the entire team. Go ahead, Shri. I can see you're going to raise this up. Yeah, because it, look, I, I, as the team leader, I see the numbers and I see mm -hmm. what our agents are making and I see what their net is and then I can see what my net is. And there are months that I tell you, I kind of want to switch into some of my agents' <laughs> places just because of what their net and the possibility of their net is. Um, I am big on teams when it comes down, not just because I'm a, a team leader, but I've been a buyer's agent on a team. So I really understand uh, the necessity of having all of that different leverage that's there. The leverage isn't there just for the team leader. The team leader is helping you get that leverage for the agent. You know, she's helping or he guys. <laughs> You know, we're helping, <laughs> we're helping you um, so that you can do exactly what you just said to do what you do best. You know, how do you do this the best ways so that you can have that life that you want to live? You know, this real estate is the avenue in order to create that um, is the avenue for your personal life, for everything that you want to create for your family, for yourself, for your legacy, for everything. And these different leverage pieces is, is, what does it? I mean, it's what does it? Right. Well, it's interesting to me how a lot of agents they say, and this is the this is the argument that we hear the con the contrary argument that we always hear from agents is, well, I just want to keep it small and keep it all, and I don't want the headache of having a big team. So, 
So, and, and again, I'm not saying you have to create a big team. You know, if you want to be a solo agent, you still have to figure out how to use leverage and boundaries to have your perfect life, right? And so let's, I want to, I want to address this really quick. So, so I, I want you guys to understand uh, everybody watching that we're not going to just be talking about building a team day. We're also going to be talking about how to create that perfect daily schedule that we talk about so often in Club Wealth to really give yourself the opportunity to have the life that you want and still make the kind of income that you want while not sacrificing time with your family. So ladies, talk to that. So I wake up at 5.55 every morning. It gives me a couple minutes to put on my workout clothes. I'm going to be ready to work out by six. So, you know, that's a part of my day. Uh, I go for walks or runs outside. It is gorgeous this time of the year in Charleston. So I go to sleep looking forward to waking up that early so I can go on my run or walk or whatever and get exercise. So I start the day that way. Um, before my kids get up at seven, before I get on and have to make breakfast and do everything to get everybody out the door before I start working. So, so what would you say to people that say, well, I don't like to get up early and it really doesn't matter as long as I, you know, get enough work hours in the day. It doesn't matter if I get up early or not. Well, for me, and Sheree can speak to this, the only time I have is in the morning to exercise because otherwise I'm running carpool, I'm taking kids to sports, and I'm doing homework after I finish my business day. So I'm up, I'm exercising, I'm with my clients until about 4.30 every day, and then I'm on mom duty, and I can do some work when they go to bed, but I try not to do a whole lot of Sheree, what are your thoughts on the whole getting up early thing? Is it necessary or is it just, oh, those are all just overachievers or, or, or morning people? And I'm not a morning person. Ellickson, stop it. You guys already know what my thoughts are. So it is a 4 a.m. wake up and this guy Ooh. over here is the one who kicked me in the butt. Uh, to okay, do- but hold on. Did it make a difference? Okay, I'll give it to you. I mean, it changed things, but um, it was tough. And I don't care what anybody says, you know, some people are morning persons and I'm like, that's not me. I've always been a night owl. That's always been me. I can like stay up to two o'clock in the morning, you know, Leonard's like, could you turn your light off at some point, lady? I think he's learned how to just sleep through lights and everything else and hearing the clicking on the keyboard because the computer would fall asleep. You know, if you wake up and the laptops in between us. Um, So, but I did, I made a shift for that because being such a busy woman and then having, you know, not wanting to diminish my relationship with my husband or with my children or with our team and all the other various businesses, I um, realized that if I'm up at four, nobody else is up. No one else is up. No one's bothering me. Um, I can knock so much stuff out. When 730 in the morning came around, it was time for our huddle. I'm like, okay, huddle's done. Well, I just checked off all the boxes of everything else I had to do for the day when everyone else is just getting started. You know, everyone else is just getting started. I've already timed and sent everything out. Now, I, I will give some people a couple of little tips about this 4.30 wake up thing because it's I hear a lot of, um, well, I can't call clients and I can't do this and I can't do that at that time. So all of you Android people, because I know there's a lot of y'all iPhone people all of you Android people, the cool thing is that Android allows you to schedule 
your text messages. Mm -hmm. So I will sit there and I'll schedule out all of my text messages and they'll be synchronized in different times until probably about 9.30 at night. I mean, sorry, not at night, but in the morning. So it's firing mm -hmm. off and I have them fire off with enough time for me to get the reply and then do whatever it is I need to do. So I get way ahead of, and this isn't just for team leaders, it's for buyers, agents, listing agents, agents, just mm -hmm. realtors, okay? Um, firing those things off and having that stuff, that's an extra added piece of leverage that's just within your phone. Okay, first of all, you, I just think you just nailed it right there. I do the same thing. It's funny because I didn't know you did that. But literally, like, and, and by the way, it's we, those of us on the West Coast have a little advantage mm -hmm. here, right? Because when I get up and I'm, I'm banging away at it at four o'clock in the morning, well, guess what? East Coast, it's already seven o'clock, right? So it helps me extend my day out. You know, I start my day. I, I love, and I'm not going to lie. That's a, that's a huge advantage to be on, on the West Coast is I can be up working with East Coast clients early in the morning and I can work with uh, Hawaii clients at six o'clock at night and I'm good. Mm -hmm. uh, now, that being said, uh, you know, what this whole sending your text messages and scheduling your text messages thing, that's huge. Because and, and, and sometimes my thumb will slip off it and I accidentally hit send. And I'm like, oh man, I hope I didn't wake them up. But then I realized, hey, wait a minute. If I wake you up with my text message, that is not my fault. That's your fault. Turn your phone on silent. Uh, like, seriously, like cry me a river. That being said, uh, I know, is that bad? But that being said, it really does work well. And so I highly recommend that. We do the exact same thing. Becky, what are you doing? So you get up and, and you, you know, you're working out in the morning, which, you know, clearly I don't. Uh, which I probably should. Uh, but that being said, do you find that there's a difference on the days that you do not work out versus the days that you do work out? Yes. Absolutely. Tell us about that for a second. And, and Sheree, I think you're doing the same thing, aren't you? Oh, no, this is this would be a come to Jesus moment because I'm not working out. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Let's hear it. Then. All right. So no, I, I just get up and... <laughs> yeah. she's, she's doing She's doing two teas a morning, two tacos a morning, one in each taco. Hand, right? No, Michael, that doesn't look good. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, Benjamin. Hey. Hey. Ricky, take over quick. It's going downhill fast. Help us out. Yeah, so if I don't schedule my day the day before, my day starts the day before usually. And if I don't do that and I don't do the things that I'm usually committed to, I don't have as much energy, so I'm slower. I'm just more awkward and getting my calendar and schedule done for that day. Um, so yeah, I just really focus on the day before, getting my schedule set for the next day and just doing what I need to do. I try to keep in some time for flexibility. You know, real estate requires your flexibility. A lot of people get into the business because they're like, oh, I can work whenever I want. This is great. No, you work when the clients want you to work. It's flexible according to their flexibility, not your own. So, you know, so I like, oh, good. Sorry. I like that. So some of the things that I think that you're starting to hit on is what goes into having a world-class team leader. And a lot of that has to do with us taking control of our schedule, uh, creating this balance mm -hmm. um, that's there. But the taking control of the schedule, I think is so hard for people to do. I mean, it was hard for me to do it. And it's taken a lot of years for me to say, I mean, if it's not on this calendar, then I mean, it, 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 it almost it didn't exist. exist. It doesn't exist because it's not on this calendar. Um, so talk to me about that. So for you, I know we're getting up early. 
you know, you're doing certain things in the morning. Talk to me about your schedule. Um, was it always like that? And if not, then when did you make a shift? Yeah, my schedule hasn't always been really specific. So I would just kind of do what the day required. You know, I'd answer emails and get sucked into following a lot of what buyers needed me to do or what agents needed me to do and that sort of thing. So when you create more time blocking in your day, it's really helpful. We usually have, you know, an office meeting with our agents. We'll do it at nine o'clock. Um, and then we kind of figure out what everybody's doing for the day and everybody goes to do their thing. You know, we're very specific about encouraging each other on our team to say, okay, you know, we actually do something that's different than a lot of agencies do to create more time for our agents. We have on-call weekends. My husband's a physician. So it kind of occurred from that because burnout's a huge issue with real estate companies. So um, I was texting before this interview uh, with one of my buyer's agents and she was like, okay, we got to figure out what's going on for the weekend. Robin's on call this weekend. So we're going to get her to, you know, talk to these three buyers that are coming in town. So when somebody's on call on the weekend, we kind of share the buyers that are coming in. They're in charge. So the agents on the team that aren't on call get to spend time with their family. How does that work? So, you know, do you have it when... I think Brian does this also. I'm just going to say that, yeah. Brian Curtis does this too, where he has an on-call, you know, agents or agents. That's every day. Yeah, that oh. he does. Yeah, he does. He does his, that is, that's every day. But how does that work when it comes down to, okay, I'm gone. Like right now I'm in Atlanta, you know, so Atlanta, na, 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 you know, no tea. That's Hot Atlanta. That's how you know Hot we're from Atlanta. the... That's how you know we're from, from the South or not, Michael. So if you say Atlanta, you say Atlanta, then huh. Atlanta. <laughs> so, it's hot Atlanta. Atlanta. So, <laughs> so um, but how does that work when you're gone? So like I said, I'm gone, but then I've got, you know, someone in Vegas that's handling the client for that weekend. How does that work? I've been working with this client for the last two months. And now they showed up, but I'm I'm not the person who's on the call. You know, I use some of the proceeds from the brokerage to pay people that are on call. So you get paid um, $350 on the weekend in addition to your commission splits that you're already getting to show our weekend clients. So you don't show anybody, which is unusual. You get paid $350. You show, you know, 10 houses, you get paid $350. It doesn't matter. And the agents really like that system because it's not necessarily about earning the $350 because that's a pretty minimal amount. It's about you get paid this work or not. You're committed to that weekend and you're going to get these other three to four weekends where you get to spend time with your family. You don't have to worry about your clients. Yeah, that's huge. Okay. I want to go to really quick. We've got uh, a question from coach Christy Horn, who's one of our club of coaches down in Dallas, Texas. Y'all speaking of y'all. Michael, I think you, I think you really want to live in the South. I think there's a little bit of you. There's a little Southern ever since listing agent bootcamp, you were in San Antonio. You got a little bit of something in you, huh? I got news for you. I got news for you, sis. And I and, and by the way, I call Sri my sister, so she is. She's my sister from another mister. But that being said, I got to tell you, freaking, you. there's not a little piece of me that wants to be from the South. There's a huge chunk of me that wishes I was from the South. Man, I love it down there. 
that we kinds of houses here. I'd be happy to help you. Know, <laughs> right. you on this way. Charleston. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is when this is when closers get closed. Watch this, guys. <laughs> All right. So that said, uh, Coach Christy Horn says, uh, question for Mickey. What boundaries have you set and or how do you manage being accessible for your team versus spending time with your family? Now, as you mentioned this, and actually I want to I want to precede this question with another one, which is you said that you were at a point in your career where you just kind of did things as they needed to be done. What I want to know is how has your production level changed from that period of time in your life mm -hmm. till now where you are much more deliberate and much more serious and, you know, and, and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for structured on what you do every mm -hmm. single day. Right. Absolutely. You know, there is a direct correlation to getting really specific with your schedule and increasing your production. Absolutely. You know, I was selling when I was an independent agent, maybe 20 homes a year is as much as I could do by myself with a family and do it well. And now we sell close to 100 homes every year. Mm -hmm. OK, so it made a big difference. Huge difference. Okay. And so back to the, the question on how do you balance that time with your team versus that time with your family? How are you doing that? Yeah. So the on-call system works great. I do not take any call as the, as the team leader. Um, I save that in reserve. Sometimes I'll go and do listing appointments on the weekends, but the weekends are big with me and my family. Um, one thing, I'm the broker in charge of my agency as well as the team leader. So people will ask me questions that they would ask the broker in charge. I have a really great closing attorney. So South Carolina is an attorney state. We close with attorneys. The attorney can answer any questions probably better than I can, right, about contracts. So when I go on vacation, I'm like, you need to call and talk to each other or you need to talk to the attorney. You know, you guys don't need me for all of these things. And the team is really receptive. I tell them when I'm on vacation or when I'm with my family, you know, the other partners that are team members that coordinate with us that may not be realtors, the attorney is a great resource for questions that they have too. Okay, so essentially what you're saying, when you're on vacation, you're not picking up the phone and answering questions from your agents. Is that right? Uh, I try not to. I, I do with... Oh, where's my Yoda doll? I know, I know. Sometimes with our clients that I know they're getting to a certain point, I will answer it when we're on vacation, but the team does a really great job. Um, and they don't usually ask me questions. It's more some of our clients that only want to do with me that are listings. Sometimes I'll give in to those guys. You know, it's funny because I bought a computer the other day and I only wanted to deal with Bill Gates. And man, they told me no. I don't know what the heck the deal is. I still bought the computer, go figure. But I couldn't work with Bill. I was disappointed that I didn't get work with Bill. But you know, the computer works just fine without him. My right. point is, obviously, I'm being ridiculous, you guys. But my point is, I don't care who the freaking client wants to work with. You can, you guys can accomplish this. I'm saying this to everybody out there. You guys your clients will be fine. Believe me, your buyer agents and your listing agents will do a better job than you nine times out of 10 if you let them. Yeah. Uh, and people will be really happy working with them if you give them the opportunity to be really happy working with them. Cherie, well, go ahead. I think that, I think that one of the things, because I know that um, Christy, is, Christy, who asked the question, is really growing her team down there. And she's having a little bit of, just from a brief conversation I had with her, she's having a little bit of that guilt that we get as team mm -hmm. leaders where we want to answer all of their questions. We want to be there for them. That's why they join the team because they want support. 
it's not just about giving someone leads. It's about, you know, the coaching and the training and the full support. And so she wants to give them that. And then we have this guilt that comes in line. And so to those that have that same thing going on uh, or having that same feeling, listen to what Mickey just said. So she's using, she's empowering her closing attorneys and for her team to go and call them. She's telling them to go ahead and talk to the lender if it has to deal with that. You know, so she's putting, she's using all of this leverage that we're not paying attention to. She's using that leverage within her team. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. That's a huge thing. I just think it's a huge, huge thing because we're all trying to juggle this work-life balance. And it's almost like we, you know, we rob Peter to pay Paul a whole lot with this, trying to get this done. Um, and none of us are 100% perfect at it. Um, Did you say work-wife balance or work-life balance? I I'm, said I'm, life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, it's for a second there, it sounded like you said, we're all trying to balance it's this work-life work balance. balance for you, mister. <laughs> Dude, believe me, I'm a sports widower at my house, man. I got news for you. There's nothing about work-wife. I'm, they, they call me the sports widower because Tara watches so much sports. All right, that being said, uh, I got to give a shout out to Corey Smallman real quick. I see him commenting uh, in the th- thread here. And uh, Aubrey, I'd like you to give him uh, two extra uh, Hawaiian vacation giveaway drawing entries. And the reason why is I noticed that on his profile picture, he has the I am Club Wealth banner on his Club Wealth, uh, excuse me, on his profile picture. So uh, we're going to give him two extra entries into our Hawaiian vacation giveaway drawing. Uh, And so thank you very, very much, Corey, for that. Super cool of you to have that banner. Those of you that would like that banner on yours, by the way, all you got to do is go to your profile picture, click on it. And, uh, and when you go to change it, you, it'll say, you know, there's a thing that says frames, I believe uh, it's under frames. You just type in club wealth, search for club wealth mm-hmm. under the frames and you too can have it. Uh, that being said, uh, he said, Corey says, Mickey rocks. I watched an interview with Frank at fire marketing last night in anticipation of today's oh. club wealth uh, <laughs> podcast. So, yeah, we love Frank at Viral. They do a great job. Yeah, that is a great resource. I used to be a teacher. So I really love the education aspect that I can bring to real estate through viral. So I love it. Yeah. And then they're probably, it works, right? Their program works. So we really, really like it. All right, here we got a couple other questions. Uh, and let's see here. Let's go to uh, German Hernandez and hold on. I've got to switch this. German asks, let's see. German says, if client emails you or reaches out to you directly to your phone, how are you routing the information? Are you, or do you not give out your personal phone number anymore? And what about the emails? Good Uh, question, German. I actually, I have an office phone and then I have a personal phone. And the number that I give out is our office phone. Some of the agents are on to me in Charleston. They've got my personal cell now. If we're trying to work out a transaction together. So I do have a phone number that I don't disclose to the public, but you know, all my agents have it. And some of the realtors in Charleston have it too. So that's one thing I do. Our transaction coordinator, Shannon, is amazing. And she checks my email for me and handles anything in there um, that she can handle as far as buyer questions. She'll forward them to buyer agents. If we have listing questions, she'll pass them to my listing partner. So yeah, she'll just kind of funnel through the email, pass it to the appropriate people. I still get in there and handle it too. Um, but we have two people that handle my email, which is amazing. And I have a separate phone number. <laughs> so we don't know. Um, sounds so complicated. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. So Michael knows I have a cell phone. 
that he doesn't even have the number. Oh, let me tell you, I'm very well aware that you have a cell phone that I don't have access to. Yeah, very well aware. Apparently, I'm a good friend, but not that good. (laughs) But um, that does work out. And I know that there is some more inexpensive options than having a separate cell phone. I like having a separate cell phone because I I do all my texts and I do everything through that. And I don't want Mm -hmm. to just have it all in one place. I can completely toss the other one to the side if I need to. Um, but for me, when it comes down to emails, I think that's one of the things that kind of gets around it uh, sometimes is the emails will creep in. Um, if the email does seem to still come to me, then I just forward it to whoever. Like if I have a co-list on that property, you know, who, whoever's the listing agent that's truly in charge of that, I forward it on to them. Um, if it's already under contract, it gets sent off to our TC. Our TC is a licensed uh, broker. So she can probably answer a question better than what I can um, sometimes, Um, but same thing. So it's it's about empowering those people. And one of the things you have to be aware of is don't then micromanage them too hard. A lot of us are very high D personalities that are the the rainmakers and we will micromanage them sometimes because we are, you know, we're so used to just getting it done like that ourselves. Um, so allow them if they can do it. Um, the great Brian Curtis who's not on with me today. Um, what he always uh, says is that if they can do it, chop liver. That's exactly. You, I, I, you read my lips perfectly. That's exactly like, what if I just chop liver? What the heck? <laughs> That's right. Wow. He always says if they can do it 80% as good as, as you can, yep. then allow sure. them to do that. And understand that, and Michael's had to go through this with me before, that I've had a fat check that uh, had to get written for oh. an agent. Uh, like, fat check? Is that what happens when you jump on the scale in the morning? Because that's, <laughs> what? No. So, but we have to allow them. Sometimes people make mistakes. And that yeah. happens and we're, yeah. we don't need to micromanage them because if we're micromanaging them, we're not allowing them to grow. And by doing that, we're not discovering what their superpower is. We're not discovering that. And so I think that every team member, um, whether you're on the admin, you're the team leader, you're the listing agent, the buyer's agent, or however your structure is, mm-hmm. I think that everybody has some sort of superpower that's there. So my question to you, Mickey, is what's yours? Huh? Well, we were talking about leverage today. So, you know, I feel like I'm getting much better at leverage. It is a superpower to be developed. It is not one I was born with. I create uh, leverage on our team. We have buyer agents. We have a great listing coordinator. Uh, we have a transaction coordinator who is so helpful, answers emails until late in the evening, and people think she's super responsive. I also leverage my family, you know, my Children um, are, they cook their own meals sometimes, they iron, they do yard work. I mean, this is like, it's not a cruise ship, we're a sailboat in this house, you know, all hands on deck, everybody gets a job and we pay them for it because I want my kids to understand while they're under my roof that, you know, it's an opportunity to be able to work, to do a job and to get paid for it feels good. I want them to learn that while they're here, you know, and not that they just have to do chores and they get an allowance. They, you know, kind of it directly coordinates. If you iron a shirt, you get a buck. If you iron some pants, you get a dollar. 
And they were doing this for me and my husband, not for themselves. Um, so we're trying to teach those qualities at home that they can take. So we're leveraged family too. Well, you know, there's a couple of things I want to touch on with this. First of all, this doesn't just apply to teams, although that's important. People need to understand that even if you're a solo agent, you have a team, right? There's escrow, mortgage, title, inspector, all these people that are part of your team, even if you don't physically, you know, you don't write a check to them every week, they're still on your team and you need to treat them like they're on your team. And to Cherie's point, you've got to give them the ability to fail. You've got to be okay with it when they screw up. Now, if they're consistently screwing up over a long period of time, and they're completely incapable of the job you've asked them to do. That's something that needs to be addressed. That being said, more often than not, that's not the case. More often than not, what you need to do is allow people to learn. And what you need to do is practice patience and long suffering, right? What does that mean? Think about the word long suffering. All right. You're going to suffer for a long time as you grow your team and until you get them dialed in with how you like business done. It's not easy. If it were easy, everybody would be freaking doing it. Look, if you want easy, here's your script. Sheree loves this. This is one of my favorite scripts. Would you like fries with that? Right? That's the script. You want easy, memorize that one, right? No problem. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That being said, what you need to do is you got to develop a team of people, give them the empowerment to make decisions. Because if it's always you making decisions, guess what? Game over. You're out of business before you started. You will never get where you want to get. All right. Now we have another question from Brenda. Uh, Brenda Nofert uh, asks, do you have one central email that everything else funnels into or does your transaction coordinator go through everything? So I'm going to answer first and then we'll go to the ladies. Um, I have two, two tools that are absolutely responsible for me not being stressed out all day long every day and not being interrupted by all this miscellaneous stuff. Number one, my phone calls all go through a system called Umail. Y-O-U-M-A-I-L. Umail. Every call that comes into me automatically goes in there. You know what's great about that? I don't have to freaking deal with it. So if, and if it's something that's not for me, so first of all, my assistant, this is the second piece to this, it, the, that email sends an email to me with a transcription of the, the message the person left. That goes to my email. What's really cool is I didn't even check my email. My assistant, and actually I'm gonna, I see my assistant, it's actually Tara, uh, but Tara checks all my email and she decides whether or not I get to see something. And if she know, looks at something and realizes that needs to go to somebody else, guess what? She sends it to that somebody else and doesn't even bother me with it. So literally the amount of emails that I get, I maybe get one or two a day maximum. And think about the size business we're running because most of the stuff that comes in should be handled by somebody else. Ladies, how are you doing this? Yeah, I, um, I have one centralized business email and my transaction coordinator and actually all my agents have access to it. So I ask them every so often, get in there. Y'all can look and see if there's anything, you know, buyers you can deal with, whatever. Um, so the whole team has access to our business email. Um, and then I have a personal email that's just, you know, me and where I'm supposed to have so-and-so for soccer practice this Saturday, <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, for me, I totally suck listening to the two of you guys. <laughs> I only got about eight different email addresses. Um, <laughs> that sounds it. horrible. Oh, no, gosh, they all lead to the same place. But my TC does get into my my main one that I know that has to deal with work. I call it my TC because it's normally something that has to deal with a contract that that yeah. stuff needs to do. 
um, that she handles. And like I said, she's a broker, so she can go ahead on and, and take care of whatever it is, probably better than what I can. Um, one thing that I, I want to just circle back around to was um, when we were, you were speaking about leverage as your superpower, and then we're talking about um, that Corey saw you uh, doing something with Frank, and that's part of it. So yeah. I want to make sure that people understand that her having someone that helps with database, you know, and digging and staying in front of your database, that's a, also a part of your leverage that you have there. Michael using email, which Sheree needs to use for her eight different email addresses she has, uh, is a part of <laughs> is yeah. a part of having leverage. So it still it always circles back around to while we're talking to someone who has a kick butt team in Charleston, that does not mean that you can apply these same things as an individual agent or as a small mm -hmm. team. Because I'm sure, how much does email cost you? You know, that's a question for Tara. Actually, Aubrey, can you ask Tara and let us know real quick? Uh, I have no idea. So again, you want something done right, you got to ask a woman to do it, right? Don't ask me stuff that I'm supposed to know. I mean, gee, <laughs> I'm just going to have to ask a woman because they're smarter than me anyway. So appreciate <laughs> it. No, the truth is, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and better at getting stuff done than you, and you'll be totally successful. And you'll look like a rock star. I look awesome, but it ain't me. None of it's me, right? It's all them. But, but don't tell them that, or they'll all ask for raises. So don't don't do that. So that being said, uh, it's cheap. I can tell you this: whatever it costs, it's worth it. It's there's two things in my life right now. Uh, that are worth whatever it costs me in terms of technology. One of them is Trello and the other one is Umail. Those are the two things I just couldn't live without. And for the money, you just, you can't beat them. So uh, let's go to, oh, here we go. Here's a good question from Amanda Fernandez. How do you find a good assistant? Now, um, uh, Aubrey, if you could do me a favor and type into the comments here, uh, the link for our blog post. We actually have an entire blog post on. If you have don't have an assistant, you are one. Uh, and it walks you through. You can actually get our entire checklist for how to hire an assistant. Um, and it's a process. But the, the, let's ask ladies first, how do you guys go about finding the right assistant? And do you have success the first time or have you had to go through a few to get to good? Uh, oh, Lord. Okay, this is a good question. So my first hire, I had um, all my children, I had three children under five with my first hire. So my Ooh. first hire was the nanny realtor, is what I called it. So she would help me with the kids, watch the kids when they napped and have downtime. She would help me with the transaction coordination part of the business. So first hire, nanny realtor, all I could afford, I had to start creating leverage so I had probably five people that went through, maybe six, that went through that position because it's a hard position to fill. But that is what I could afford and that's what I needed at that time. So the last one actually was so good at real estate. I said, you don't need to be a nanny anymore. You know, you need to be a full-time realtor. And she's still with me today. She's our lead buyer agent. She's been with me about six years now. She's amazing. Um, but that's how I started with the first hire. Um, the second hire for our transaction coordinator, um, this is a funny story also, she is, was actually cleaning my house and had a cleaning company, was very organized with what she was doing. But you can tell that kind of, you know, cleaning houses may not have been where she wanted to be with life. So I said, hey, 
you're organized. I bet you would be really good at organizing my files, organizing our closings, all that. So she started out, she tried it again. About six years later, now she's still with me. She crushes it. She checks my email and does all of this stuff. So really from within my sphere, if you pay attention to people that are good at what they're already doing for you, you can find great realtors. I paid for both of them to get their licenses because I knew that they were just the right people to be on my team. So I think that's a big part of it. Who you want to live and work with every day is who you need to hire. So wait a minute. What about skill sets? So are you saying hire for attitude, train for skill? Is that because it sounds like what you're Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, I'm a teacher. If I can't teach people how to do real estate, then I, I wasted my education. Dude, I got to tell you, what frustrates me is how people, I, I love it when people say, oh, no, I got to hire somebody who can just jump in and just do everything right away. I'm like, dude, first of all, that's entirely the lazy way to go about it. Second of all, you're going to regret it. Because now what you're doing is you're hiring for skill and not for, for, for attitude. And what happens is that ends up being a problem nine times out of 10. I had one yesterday. I was talking to one of our clients yesterday, a wonderful person. I'm not going to say the name because I'm going to critique a little bit about the conversation. Um, but with this client was, was suggesting that in their market, their, uh, their administrative assistants were going to cost them uh, between $75,000 and $100,000 per year for an administrative assistant. And I looked at that and I said, listen, I'm pretty familiar with most markets in the country. I talk to people all day long, all over the country that I have that are hiring assistants. And I got to tell you, that's ridiculous. I mean, seriously, there is no excuse. to. I mean, you start paying people that kind of money, you're going to go out of business. You cannot run successfully and pay people that kind of money on a regular basis. And here's the thing you got to, I, I can't remember the name of the company. There was a company a while back where the CEO said, well, everybody deserves to make at least $75,000 a year. So we're going to make $75,000 a year minimum wage in our company. You know why I can't remember that guy? Because he's out of business, yeah. right? Because that company doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And why doesn't that company exist anymore? Because you got to freaking run for on a profit and your team needs you to be profitable. Um, and by the way, this goes for whether you're a solo agent or a team leader. If I'm a, if I'm a solo agent, I still got to be profitable in order to keep all my vendor partners in business. Uh, so I would suggest guys that you do exactly what Mickey just said and hire for attitude and train for skill. That's the only yeah, way to I call it. I call it hiring for the will and training the skill. It's oh, perfect. Love it. Yeah. Because it's, I'm all about somebody who's got mm-hmm. a phenomenal will going on. Um, and we can train you for that skill set. you know, so all of mine, I have currently five and I need two more, um, but <laughs> All of our assistants, this, you know, as we're using the term right now, but they all have an identified role, you know, in our business. Um, they have, I've known them or they were in a different, a different position. They were on a different seat of the bus or um, something of that nature. I've never had to put out an ad. Um, I don't know if it's just the universe blessing me because I always, I, you know, I believe in putting good out in order to get good back in. Um, instead of garbage. Uh, so I don't know if that's what it is, but I, I have um, found that some really great people, like really good TCs were loan processors. Um, so talk to the different lenders, um, someone who's really good at the same thing. You know, back when I did mortgages, my first assistant did the same thing. She was my uh, lead coordinator slash nanny you know, type of thing. We all worked out of my house. Um, mm-hmm. It's like 
six of us girls all worked out of my house. So um, but we, we straight got stuff done. I mean, it was, we were running some uh, kick butt business was happening uh, out of that little video house of mine. But um, so I think that sometimes it's not just about what's this person's disc profile and, and all of that. There's probably a lot of people that you know that would be a great fit. Um, and some people just are nervous about asking them uh, if they're considering making a change. Um, so start them off as part-time. You know, a lot of people look at and they see what you do and they really do love what you're doing and would love to be a part of uh, your business that you're growing. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just start them off part-time so that we can see whether or not this will work and then there's growth that's there. Yeah, and here's the thing, you guys, you're gonna have people that don't work out. Suck it up, deal oh, with yeah, it. Oh yeah, there's so many frogs, I done kiss so many frogs, I tell you, <laughs> all these that's right. are so pretty. But um, there's so many frogs that happen. Um, yep. especially in that role, in those roles, it's really yep. hard. You know, we'll get a lot of people in the, in the admin roles and know a lot of agents have this, that they want to turn into an agent once they start processing the commission checks or our pay at closes or whatever that is. And they see how much you get paid, but they don't see how much work went into that. And we're not talking about just the work for that client. We're talking about the years of yep. work yes. that's invested in that just for you to get to that point of having a consistent business. Um, so you just have to be a little bit careful. You know, there's a couple of different questions that when we bring on new team uh, members that we're asking them just to make sure that if they're in an admin role, that's kind of where you're trying to stay versus if you're in an, an agent role, that's where you're trying to stay. Um, but I know we're running out of time right now. Um, yeah, so I won't keep going on. <laughs> well, no, but you're, okay, so good point though. So here's the thing, what I wanna do, we got three minutes left, actually two minutes left. So very quick, I just wanna address Brenda's question uh, about, you know, well, gosh, you know, when I let go of something, if I give them that kind of, you know, availability access to all my stuff, you know, they know my kids' information, their grades, they know all this stuff about me, about my business, they see all my emails, and, and it just feels weird if I gotta let them go. Here's the reality, Brenda, at some point in time, you're going to have to trust somebody if you're going to leverage. You're going to have to trust somebody if you're going to be able to get some of that stuff off your plate and be able to have a life in the process of doing all this. And here's the reality. Who freaking cares if they know your kids' grades? Big freaking deal. If they're judging your kids based on their grades, screw them, right? I mean, like, who cares? Well, so, once if I will say, separate the two. So there should be a separation between what goes to your personal and what goes to your business. So you I I can, and by the way, I can appreciate that, but all my stuff goes to one spot. Like, because I got, for, well, first of all, my wife checks it all. But that being said, you guys, to, I get Sharice's point. From the money standpoint, 100%, you got to keep those two separate. But uh, but I want my assistant managing my personal life as well. Because guess what? My personal life is just as scheduled out as my business life, if not more. Uh, mm -hmm. So that being said, we've got to run. So ladies, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give each of you the chance to share your final thoughts uh, in 30 seconds or less. And I'm going to share mine really quick, which is uh, don't forget to reach out to wisehire.com. So I'm sorry, it's clubhealth.com forward slash wisehire, our sponsor for today's show. Uh, and uh, we'll start with uh, Mickey, give us your final thoughts and then Sheree, and then I'll wrap it up. Okay. Well, one thing I didn't talk about is leveraging who you work with. I have a very specific client group. So if you can figure out a niche market, who to work with, we work with doctors in our area, 
We've created a website called drmoves.com. So if you really have an area that you focus on and you try to, you know, flush out the white noise, other clients that might be potential clients, but you really just focus on a specific area, it's a great way to grow your business too. I love it when someone can focus and zone in on a, on a niche market. Um, and you guys are having a lot of success with that. Um, so congratulations on that, um, Mickey. And for all agents, whether you are on a team, not on a team, I, I hope that you took away with all the different leverage pieces that you currently have, some things that you need to do in order to schedule your life out so that you can have more leverage, you can get more stuff done um, throughout the day. And you're not so stuck in this mode of, I can't do this because, and that, that because is you. So the only reason why you can't do it is because of you. So that's what my takeaway is for this. Amen to that. All right. So for those of you that would like to learn how to get more of that balance and dial in your perfect daily schedule, go to clubwealth.com forward slash PDS as in perfect daily schedule. Cause I'm telling you, we've gone through this. We've got a checklist for how to do it. You can get the free checklist. There's a video teaching you exactly how to do this step-by-step. Step. Uh, and I got to tell you, if you aren't living by a perfect daily schedule, you're kidding yourself. You might be saying, Oh, it's better for me. I, it's, it's a better life for me. If I don't set my alarm or if I just get up whenever, no, it's not. Trust me, you will have a better life. You will feel more fulfilled. You will get more done. You will make more money. You will have more time with your family. If you will dial in a structured, perfect daily schedule, I promise you, you will be happier just like the three of us are. So Mickey, thank you for joining us on Club Health TV. Uh, folks, if you have a referral to send out to South Carolina, shoot out, you should out or Atlanta, did I say Charleston? Sorry, it's Charleston. And if you've got a if you've got a referral for Atlanta, Georgia, send it to Sheree Benjamin. She's awesome. You guys know that. Vegas. Oh, and Vegas and Chicago. Sorry, yeah. Vegas and Chicago also. That's right. All right, guys, we got to run. We got a coach's call coming up. So have an awesome day. And remember, you are world class.